Welcome, everybody, to Stories from the Foul Line, the only sports podcast out there right now that will openly say that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. My name is Nick Nasby. I am a reporter, not a reporter. God, no. Jesus Christ, no. Uh, I'm a writer, though. I do write for FromTheStadium.com. I'm joined with the Philly Bulls, Mark and Mike, both of us, all three of us right now, are talking all-stars today. I'm going to introduce them in a second, but I do want to mention that when you see Mike, wish him some condolences because his hair is going to be a thing of the past, and we'll explain that in a second. Mike, how, how are you doing today, man? <laughs> uh, well, I am doing as well as I can be considering the fact that I'm going to get a nice buzz cut within the next couple weeks because unless there's an injury that happens, the All-Star game hasn't been finalized just yet, but God willing that Trae Young somehow gets in this game because if not, I'm going to look like a whole new man. Mike, where, where are you right now? So currently I'm at North Carolina. You're in, you're in North Carolina right now? Yes. Okay, so I mean like – Let's see, like, who's on the team right now? There's some guys who probably aren't terribly far away from you guys, guys who are probably playing the Hornets in the next few weeks, at least up until the, the All-Star game. Maybe uh, maybe go pay him a visit or something. Oh, well, I mean, hey, I, I, and if Jalen Brown comes into town or Jason Tatum comes into town, if there's a, a hooligan that runs on the court and just tackles one of them, and makes him like sprain their ankle. It's probably gonna be some guy that's like five, six in Italian, just like myself. Mark, the other Philly Bull, your boy Ben Simmons got into the All Star game. How do you feel about it? Man, I'm excited. I uh, I was preaching for a while. I think I said in last week's episode, the Sixers are the number one team in the Eastern Conference. They were gonna get two All Stars. Honestly, Tobias Harris had a case up until like two weeks ago to be the one, the second All Star over Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons though. Put up the career high, 42 points. Uh, Joel was out for a couple games. He was balling out. And I think he really solidified that spot and screwed screwed his boy, his one of his top fans, Mike, from uh, all of his hair, honestly. But uh, I'm happy with the way the kid's playing right now. Hopefully, we got those Kyle Lowry rumors out there right now. Sixers are looking like they're going to be making some noise. We'll get into that very soon. It's clearly a conspiracy theory. Very similar to... 9-11, uh, JFK assassination, and why Trey Young didn't make the All-Star game this year. Uh, I'm assuming that we have some CIA listeners. If that's the case, uh, stay the fuck out of my phone, please. I'm also trying to figure out why people like Spanish music so much. That's kind of been my thing this week. Do you guys like Spanish music? Have you like listened to it before? I, it's got a vibe to it. I mean, if I'm pretty hammered and it comes on... I'll start, I'll start moving. I'll start moving a little bit here and there, but like, I'm not going out of my way to listen to some Spanish music. Like, I don't know what they're fucking saying. Like, no offense. Like, no offense to people who speak Spanish. Like, that's I don't. I don't. It's not a problem. I just don't know what you're saying. So, like, if your it, music it, is good. It, and and I was talking. So I, I was talking to a girl like last month about who was who, who was like way into Spanish music, and I told her I'm like that shit better be poetic as fuck because everything in that language rhymes with everything. So, like, if you're rapping yeah. in Spanish, you could literally say anything and pair it with anything, and it'll still sound like rhyming schemes. So, like, you better be doing a fucking great job. I just think it has a vibe, but at the same time, like, me personally, I love listening to, like, country, rap, like, any of those type of music while I'm driving. I'm never playing on goddamn Spanish music while I'm driving. But if it comes on at, like, a party, and I'll have aux, and it sounds nice, like, yeah, sure, like, I'm already drunk, so I'm probably 
dance in the goddamn nearly anything at that point. So yeah, why not? Yeah, let me ask you a question. Name name a name a country song that isn't about the following: uh, a girl, a beer, a truck, and fishing or there hunting. Is, there is none. Uh, eight six five by Morgan Wallen. It's that's about whiskey, not beer. Oh, that's bullshit. You know, you knew what the fuck I meant. You knew what the fuck I meant. You found a loophole. Jesus, you'd be a good personal injury attorney. You know that? Yeah, Finding loopholes in my been, bullshit. I've been, I've been told. I've been told that before. Like I, I don't don't get me wrong. If I'm at a bonfire, like when I was in college, if I was at a bonfire, like I'll listen to some country music and vibe with it, whatever. But like there has, I have to be inebriated. I don't fuck with it. Nah, I mean, I don't know. I I like some. I I like going a nice drive. Like I'm not gonna like I like going on a nice drive, and like if it, there's a party that's themed country music, I can get down with that. And the concerts are fun, but like I'm not a guy that's like listening to it as like I'm doing a like, work or some shit as I'm like grinding away listening to country music. At that point, I'll be or like working out. Like if I'm working out, I'm listening to, like rap music or something upbeat. The rappers today don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh yeah, that's that's back in my day. That's saying. I I'm mean, like back, I'm a back in my day day guy. I mean, there's some good rappers nowadays. I like Uzi. I like a couple guys, but like, it doesn't compare to what we had in the past for sure. Because all everyone talks about nowadays is getting drugs, getting a lot of money, and fucking a lot of women. And that's what they talked about back then too. They just did it better. Well, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's but what rap's actually, been for like 30 years. But then, no, the thing what they did back then was like related to real life. Like, there's only a couple guys that do that nowadays. Other guys just live their fucking fancy life. Well, it's because they all they keep getting murdered, man. Oh yeah, like well, fuck. I mean. Like, I, my thing is, if if you are a millionaire, and I, I I hope John Wall hears this at some point in his life because this relates to him too. If you're a millionaire, why do you keep gang banging? Why do you keep gang banging? Why you have why do you just like white why do you people listen to you? You yeah. have suburban white kids listening to your music. Like, you don't have to be a blood anymore. You can just say you are. Like, they won't know the difference. They'll never fucking know the difference. So why don't you just and not like, do that? Yeah. No, I agree. And like the and the sad part is, is these people get billion, millions upon millions of dollars, more money than I'll probably have in my entire life, and they ended up fucking themselves by like you know getting caught with like guns on a plane or like a ridiculous amount of weed or a ridiculous amount of illicit drugs. It's like how stupid can you fucking be? Or they just get like, murdered, like King Von. Or 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 yeah, that that or that pop. that unfortunately happens. But that's out of I mean, that's kind of out of his hands. I mean, he shouldn't put himself in situations like that. But I mean, you can't really like like account for oh yeah, I'm gonna get murdered. So we're talking all stars this week, everybody. The all star teams got announced. That's why Mike's gonna have to shave his head, and we'll go into that in a second. But the all star teams got announced, and for for the most part. It's like Twitter just like blew the fuck up and everybody just went insane because all of the people who got snubbed and to anybody who is out there who feels like there was like a lot of snubs this year. I totally get what you're saying, but I and I I mean this in the most disrespectful way. Shut the fuck up because it happens every year. This is every year. There's there's is no different. This is no better or worse than every other year. There are a lot of snubs because there are a lot of good players and you only get 12. So we're here talking about the snubs, and we're, we'll, we'll talk about the teams can first, I, but wait, we're definitely going to have to me, talk about the snubs as well. Let me add something to that point real quick. Let me add something to that point real quick. Like, people are bitching about snubs, but I, I, I did not hear this volume when Damian Lillard constantly, repeatedly got left off all-star teams during like the, when he was getting into his prime of his career. 
So I don't want to hear that Colin Sexton and fucking like Demonte Sabonis missed the uh, missed the All Star game. Boo hoo. I think I mean, but but that's like a big point that I wanted to start with. And same with Bradley because yes, too. Dame always got snubbed and he always got fucked over when it came to the All Star All Star game. Beal was the same is the same way for on his on his right, but it all comes down to the market. Right, I mean, look where they're playing. Beal Beal was fucked over last year uh, atrociously. He was that they fucked that up like to to the moon and back. But Dame was playing in a in a market in Portland where it's like unless you have league pass, you really haven't watched Damian Lillard play all that much. He's on he's on national television maybe like once every other week potentially. So if you're not watching him, you're watching guys like LeBron in the big markets, Kawhi in the big markets. In New York, you're even getting to watch guys like Randall now that they're playing a little bit better. Boston for sure, Philly for sure, even Miami and things like that. So like those kind of guys, when they don't make it, it's a bigger deal and people notice it more than if a Damian Lillard didn't make it like he hadn't for the past like, you know, however many years, even though he was averaging like 23, 24 points a game in that range. We're not we're not paying attention because we haven't watched him play and we don't know exactly just how good he is. So like that's what happened a lot this year. Where the guys who didn't make it this year, I think that there's a there's a solid case to be had for a few of them. And like my case for some of them might be different than you guys because there's guys here who after we did our um, like prediction episode, I, I like looked down this list of the guys who we talked about and then like kind of looked at numbers and stuff like that and looked at the team construct and all those things. And all I could think is like there were some guys who I considered to be straight up locks after I did that like follow up research who didn't make the team. And I think that it, it, it's just insane for me today to look back at some of these guys and like who did make it and who didn't make it. And even though the reserves are picked by the coaches, like there's some guys there who just I didn't feel like really had the had the resume this year to uh, to be on the team. So first up, let's talk about let's talk about our NBA All Stars. So in the Eastern Conference to start, we have Kevin Durant, Giannis, Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, and Kyrie Irving as your starters. Do you guys have any any opposition to those being the starters? No, Not I, at all. I I think I think they got that one right. Bradley Beal was the one that's like just like we talked about. He was deserving of the fact that the storyline. You know, he's been on the block since the opening night of the regular season. It, and going all the way back into the offseason, he's been snubbed so many times before from the team. He clearly has the numbers. I think they definitely got it right putting him in. And then obviously all the other guys are huge names. If anything, the only guy that maybe you make a case for, but his numbers are still so phenomenal, is that Kyrie Irving caused all of that drama in the beginning of the season with the Nets and taking a week and a half off. That, to me makes some guys maybe more deserving but you just look his numbers speak for themselves and Harden spent half of the first half of the season in the Western Conference so they always knock him down for that too I mean I don't really think you can hold like I think you hold Kyrie accountable for what he did but I don't think that should play into the all-star voting whether he should start or not and just getting in there in general personally overall they nailed the starting five top the bomb really well I mean, you could make the case for Harden over Bradley Beal, but I think that's really splitting hairs at that point. Bradley Beal's having a hell of a season. So I'm pretty happy with the starting five. I think they got that one right for sure, and I can't complain about it at all. I, and we'll get to the other parts of it in a minute. I mean, Kyrie is averaging like 27 a game, almost six assists. He's 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 damn near clo- He's like damn close to 50, 40, 90 right yeah. now. So as much as we want to say about the guy being annoying and he is annoying, he's a little shit, but 
yeah, it's it's what we always say about Kyrie. It's like the dude's fucking annoying as shit. Very tough to like listen to in an interview, but watching him on the court is like one of the best things ever. Watching him on, watching him play basketball is a fucking treat. That's what we're looking at on the Eastern Conference side. So those are your buckets for the Eastern Conference. On the Western Conference side, I have a couple. I have actually a dissenting opinion on this one, but we'll go through it first. We have LeBron, Steph, Luka, uh, Jokic, and Kawhi as your starters. Do you guys have any anyone who you think should be there instead of them? I think Dame should have been a starter this year personally. I don't know where you put him, but I think Dame could have pro- potentially either started over. I think he could have started over Luca, honestly, because I just think that Dame's having a hell of a year and is keeping a flow of Portland Trailblazers team that's been severely injured throughout the whole season. No, that's what I was saying too. That's the person who I would have put there. I, I mean, Luca is putting up like some pretty astronomical numbers, but I think Luca without the rest of his team compared to Damian without the rest of his team are two completely different players. And Damian carries a team where Luca kind of keeps a team afloat. That's the difference. And I think so for that reason, Damian probably should have made it because no one's really touching Steph this year, specifically because he's coming back so strongly from where he was before. Mark, what do you think no. about those starters? Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was okay with it. I don't think there was any huge discrepancy. Obviously I think Damian Lillard and, Doncic this year is almost like cutting hairs like it's it's so close Doncic did have that stretch and obviously he's not shooting the three ball well this season at all but I I can't like I I can't get too beat up over that like you said Steph Curry is a lock at that point they got the rest of them right for sure it's almost like they should have had six all-stars but I feel like right now we're at a point where the NBA is just so infatuated with Luka Doncic and marketing him that he's arguably the most popular player across the globe right now. Fans are going to vote for him any day. I don't even I forget who the leading vote getter was, but I'm sure he was at the top of the list. It just it sucks for Dame. He plays in Portland, not going to get the same amount of votes as a guy like a Luka Doncic, but I think we're going to see Dame as a starter here very soon. It's just so hard, man. Those Western Conference guards are damn good. I mean, I think he's been a starter before. I don't know if this is the, this would have been the first time for him, but like he's just he he is just routinely snubbed. It's that Northwest bullshit that I was talking about last week, where it's just like if you're in that division, no one cares about you because no one watches you because you're not in a ritzy city like L.A. and you're not on a team that's like dominated the NBA for the past decade, like the Warriors. You're just on these teams that are kind of doing all right. And even though the the Nuggets had great records and the Blazers have been to the conference finals and all of that stuff, their cities aren't entertaining. Their teams aren't really all that entertaining comparatively to some other teams. And unless they are kind of lighting the NBA on on fire, then they're not going to really get the recognition that they deserve. And, and, And that actually kind of leads me into the next point here because let's stick with the Western Conference mainly because I wanted to go I wanted to touch on a little thing from that. So we're looking at the the reserves. We have uh, Anthony Davis who has now been replaced officially with Devin Booker. If you didn't vote for Devin Booker to be in the All-Star game, your mom is a hoe and uh, I hope that you know that cuz that's bullshit and you know that it's bullshit. So uh suck my dick, we'll move along. Second up we have Paul George 
got to have Paul George. Rudy Gobert, uh, Dame, obviously. Donovan Mitchell's there. Chris Paul's there. Zion's there. We'll go, and, of course, you know, like I said, we'll go into the snubs after this. Are there any guys there, without mentioning who should have replaced them, who you think was a stretch to put them into the game to begin with? Can we make an argument against two guys? And I know we don't want to get into the snubs yet, but it's going to be fairly obvious when I say there may be two guys on this list who are on teams that are exceeding expectations and deserve to have an all-star, but I think they might have gotten the wrong guy initially, initially for both of these teams. And that's Chris Paul and maybe it's more of a stretch, but Donovan Mitchell. The two of those guys, I think there's a case Whoa, for what? somebody over what? the two of them. Yo, no, no. That, well, I mean, that's it, crazy. First, first off, just to, to touch on that, Book already is there. Like, Book was the first man up. Yeah. It was bullshit that he didn't make it to begin with. I know that's what but you're saying. Couldn't he have but been... yeah, he should have been there instead of Chris Paul. Yes. I, I actually. I actually, it's tough to agree on that because Chris Paul's just got to make it by proxy just because who he is at this point. Like, he's yes. going to be there because of what he does for teams, how much he elevates teams, how the Suns are and doing. he's having a hell of a and, year, too. And he is having a great season as well. So, like, those things are what put Chris Paul there first. He was the first man up. Donovan Mitchell, I think what you're saying is that Mike Conley could have been there before. There's a case. I talked There's about it in case. my article. Yeah. There, there, there is a case. There's always a case for Mike Conley any year for the fucking All-Star game. But uh, every year that case is kind of snubbed by the fact that he puts up very like Conley-esque numbers and doesn't fucking make the team. Because it's just not enough. You know, He doesn't do enough. Yeah. Uh, he is putting – he is, I think, as it stands right now, at 50-40-90 or very close to it. Averaging about sixteen and six and a half, so he's doing he's doing what he has to do. It's just like his brand of basketball is not entertaining enough to be in the All Star yes. game. That's the big thing here. When we're looking at these voting lists, like these guys don't just look at you know what what numbers are they putting up, how well they're playing this year. They're also looking for the majority of these players at at who do I want to watch in this fucking game? If we're actually having the game, which is bullshit that we're even having it. If we're actually having the game, since it looks like we are, who do I actually want to fucking watch in it? Do I want to watch Mike Conley or do I want to watch Donovan Mitchell? They're on the same platform here. Which one would I prefer? So, I mean, like, you got to have to look at that part. That's the reason why Zion made it. His resume compared to even guys on his own team can be compared. But since he's Zion and he is kind of lighting the NBA on, on fire with what he's able to do and all of those kind of things. He makes it in front of him. That's just how it goes. Personally, I think that there's a case you could have said that like Chris Paul should have had the way that Devin Booker got. Like Devin Booker should have been on the team. And then Chris Paul should have gotten in as the next man up for when AD was going to be inevitably ruled out for the All-Star game. Um, but I think I like how the West did it. I mean, I don't think there's a real case for Conley over Donovan Mitchell because I think that Conley is a product of what Donovan Mitchell and the attention he brings on any given night. When you walk into a game, you're not like, oh shit, let me guard Mike Conley. Like, yeah, Mike Conley is a good player and don't get me wrong, the year he's having is very impressive. But like just the fact, I think that if you put Conley on a different team, like away from Donovan Mitchell, like said you put, say you switch out Lonzo Ball, right, for Mike Conley. I don't think Mike Conley puts up the same numbers in in New Orleans. I just think he's a product of a very great system in place, and he's a product of playing alongside Donovan Mitchell as well. 
And I think Donovan Mitchell deserves to be an all-star because he is the bona fide leader of that team. He is their main scorer. He's the guy they lean on when it, when the going gets tough. All those things said, he deserve he more than deserved to be in the all-star team this year. I mean, when when Conley's on teams without other stars on them, he is very similar to someone who we'll probably bring up later on in the episode in Kyle Lowry, where it's just like his numbers will never equivocate directly to wins. But his numbers coupled with people who are in complementary roles or on star roles around him will almost always attribute to wins. We saw it oh, yeah. for years. And that and that's why I meant like it's nothing against Mike Conley. He's a hell of a player. A guy that can be on a champion can start for a championship team. He's a very supreme talent, but the problem is with him is that I think without Donovan Mitchell, he wouldn't be putting up the same efficiency numbers at the same and just the same numbers in general. And I think with that being said, Mike Conley has, I mean, Donovan Mitchell has to be a, at least a step ahead over Mike Conley in terms of just voting and power ranking the players. And also just entertainment. He's just fucking more fun to watch. Oh, he yeah. Dunk, I mean, oh, you know? yeah. I mean, that's, that's true. But I, I don't really <laughs> think about, I don't really think about entertainment wise, like value, like entertainment value in terms of like rating these guys and all in terms of all stars. But I just think Donovan Mitchell has both got working for him, which is why he was put over by Conley. He's got both. Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent that the case there. And that's, that's why he went out now. So those are real quick. I, I do want to ask the question though, cause it's something that came to mind for me immediately looking at the list. And I wondered where he would fit in. If John Morant plays a full first half of the season, is he a lock for that All Star team? Is he in there? Not somewhere? a lock, but I think no. he might. He might. He might have made it. He might I mean, have made if it. John Morant. This injury shit has been kind of annoying with him because it's like it's very concerning to see somebody who plays the way he plays having injuries early on. Yeah. Right. So it's like yeah. he's got ankle stuff. He's got it's stuff with the lower extremities, which is like a problem it's, if you're that it's size. D Rose like. Right. And and but he I mean, he doesn't have the size of D Rose, which probably will be a good thing. Ankle stuff you can come back from. But like my thing with him is he is also in probably the worst market in the entire yeah, league. That, or at least speaking one, of top, Conley. top two worst markets. You know, yeah, he was there forever, and look what happened. He just got tucked away. Like, that's the same thing with, like, a Sacramento, and we'll talk about them in a second. But, like, he plays there. They're doing okay. They're not, like, a great team. They're not bad. They've actually fallen off a little bit more. But, like, the way he plays is fun. The numbers he puts up are, are good numbers. But ultimately, he's not. He's definitely not a lock in, in front of the guys who we just listed, you know, because he would have to take a spot of a Chris Paul or Donovan Mitchell. I think if you know the you have to have two from the top team in a conference. That's the only way it works. You have to have two from the top team in the conference. I would I would say you should have two from some from two of the top team from the top two teams. So I think that LA is still in second unless they've fallen off by the by the time the votes came in that that was the case. So LA has two, Utah has two on the on the eastern conference philly has two and who's in second in the east it's a fucking right now brooklyn. it is the bucks brooklyn, oh, brooklyn and no, then the bucks. bucks brooklyn brooklyn. Yeah. brooklyn has three and the bucks will go into we'll go so let's talk about these snubs then so now that we're talking about the teams the kind of the the weak points in these teams let's talk about the guys who didn't make it and see if there's anywhere that they could have fit right First of all, some honorable mentions, some guys that need some shout-outs, even though that I don't really have them on my list. Uh, first up, Brandon Ingram, averaging about 24 a game. 
We also have to talk about DeMar DeRozan because the Spurs are still relevant some fucking how, and he's got a lot to do with that. So DeMar DeRozan wouldn't have made it, but close closer than he than uh, people give him credit for. Fred Van Vliet probably going probably uh, number one on the MIP ladder right now, at least to most people, uh, at least to me. Um, and then for me, at least Malcolm Brogdon as well should be on that honorable mention. So you'll see like those names don't seem very high up, but you'll see who's on this list and you'll recognize that they're probably the next men up. Number 10. Well, actually number nine, because number one already made the team. So number nine out of Detroit, Motown, shittiest city in America, maybe besides Memphis, if I'm being completely honest, I've been to both. No. Jeremy no. Grant. What's it? Memphis? Memphis is a great town. It's just that. Have like, you been there? Detroit's a. It's like huh? dead, bro. I was there. No, I've like, been. I've been there, it's but like the dead. Food, the, the food's the good. Food's great, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no the cold. Like the people are fine there. Like you get to Detroit, like bro, you don't yeah, worry about. See, getting, I'm, I'm black, man. I yeah, but it doesn't. <laughs> Memphis make, isn't for me. Not, no offense, <laughs> but you're probably you're probably more likely to get killed in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The, you're right. You're right. Turnover there. You're, you're a good point. That's a very good point. Also because I'm black, but I also wear vineyard vines. So, like, they that would just confuse dude, they, them into dude, murder. Dude, that's like, a, that's like an APB out for you to get fucking mugged. Yo, that's right. <laughs> dude, this, vine, this vineyard vines? Oh, bet. Some like, cone shit. Hitting a, we're hitting Straight a, up. We're hitting a yeah. lick. No, I like, talk like Tiger. Yeah, like, that's what, I'm, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like nah, Detroit's an armpit of America. Along with Jacksonville, Detroit, too. Detroit is a boarded-up building just a city of boarded up buildings. There was a story actually a few like last year or something that there was bears wandering into the city from like the outskirts just because there's nobody there. Yeah. Like <laughs> so they're walking into yeah. the city just cause it's like, there's no, no, nothing's fucking stopping yeah, them. At well, this what point a, su- what a surprise. There. Yeah, exactly. I'm not surprised. It still sucks there. They tucked Blake Griffin away there just so he can kind of, you know, wait out the rest of his shitty career in Detroit. Number 10 though, is there, is their number one leading score right now in Jeremy Grant Syracuse boy, they usually don't pan out, but this one actually did. He's averaging 23 per game, 23.3, five rebounds, 26.2.4% usage rate right now, which is about where I anticipated him to be, but still fucking high for a a team like that. Uh, my, My mention on my article about this is really saying that there's a lot of guys who could be in that same situation with a 26.4% usage rate and probably put up pretty similar numbers with the same kind of percentages. Lowry Markkinen comes to mind. Put him in Detroit by himself. See what he does. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so it's his numbers are great, but I think they are inflated. Do you guys have any, do you guys think that he, uh, he missed out on an all-star nod? I can't make the argument that he should be in, but honestly, that's, we, we know that's not what the segment's about. The segment's like, let's give some props to guys who have a case if it wasn't for such a stacked league. I mean, this guy through his first 25 games with the Pistons had the most points in any player in Detroit history through their first 25 games, which is a crazy statistic to even think about. I mean, like we said, since the days of uh, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, all those guys, the Pistons have only seen like, I think it's four all-star appearances. One year of Allen Iverson, two Andre Drummond years. And then I think Blake Griffin made it, um, two years ago. The Pistons don't exactly get the recognition be- for a good reason. They're not a team that's ever really deserving of an all-star. No one's really caring about watching Detroit basketball really ever since the days of the bad boys and that championship team in the early 2000s. 
I just think it is. I was going to say because what you're saying there is a, good, is a very good point because people don't give a fuck about Detroit. And, like, the only reason why they gave a fuck about Detroit is because they won in the past. And, like, they were one of the last teams, and I'll talk about another one of those examples, that, like, they were so good without a star in the early 2000s that they just put everybody on their starting lineup minus, like, one guy in the All-Star game. So it's, like, Chauncey, Rip, Rashid, and Ben Wallace all made the All-Star star game the same year they didn't put Tayshawn in because he's he's Tayshawn he's not an all-star but like ever since then I mean how many all-stars have we really seen like AI gets to Detroit and I've never seen somebody just fucking collapse and crash and burn as fast as, as Allen Iverson did in Detroit he didn't make an all-star game there I mean no, there really it, hasn't been he a actually genuine... did get one isn't that crazy he got one there? I, I was looking up before the show I I was in 2008, because I, I thought the same thing as you. Like, I, I, all I remember is him being completely washed in Detroit and Memphis. He actually was an all-star. I'd love to look up the numbers from that season that got him in. Or was it like... I mean, he always had decent numbers. It was just playing with Allen Iverson meant you were just going to stand around and watch Allen Iverson play all day. Yeah. If you do that enough times, you get enough points, and you're probably going to get an all-star nod. Um, Mike, yeah. do you think... That there's anybody in that Western or Eastern Conference All Star team, without mentioning anybody else on this thing, just like Jeremy Grant versus the roster that he could have replaced. No, I I don't think so, and I just think it's a product of being on with literally the worst team in the NBA. I also think it's a product of the high usage rate that he has some overinflated numbers. And I just think personally that it's a great story that Jeremy Grant's playing well. A guy that was on the processing Sixers. He then was on just a slew of different teams. He went out and got himself a paycheck. God bless the guy. But overall, I just don't think he deserves to be on an all-star team. If anything, I hope Detroit does him a favor and see and see if they can move like if if like they can't work something out next year and be and take a nice improvement then i hope they move him somewhere because he deserves to be on a contender i mean he's only he's he's like 26 so he's got time i think detroit wants to see what they can get out of him they just fucking paid him you know so i think that they're no they're gonna exactly. try to see what they can do with no him. yeah he's not super old but i'm gonna get better yeah no and that's my point but i just hope that they give him i hope they can make some improvements while they still have him under contract like if they don't well, they make won't. improvements to that team within two to three years and i hope they move them for something they won't value. you know they're not going I, to. and that's my point yeah exactly so i'd rather see him get moved somewhere sooner rather than later that way we can actually know what jeremy grant is without the high usage rate is he more of the player on detroit now or is he more of that you know supporting player we saw in the playoffs and in the bubble that denver had you think Joe Dumars is he still the exec there? Is he gone? No, he resigned a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, for good reason. I was I was going to say I was going to say like either he's like started smoking crack or he's not there anymore. Because <laughs> whoever is whoever is in charge in Detroit is doing a lot of cracky stuff. I've never smoked crack, but I know a lot of people who have. And the decision making <laughs> is very parallel to Detroit Pistons fucking front office shit. Who knows? They just—I mean—they just don't care. They just—it doesn't seem like they give a fuck about getting a single win this year. No, 
Nobody out there is playing hard. Like even like we talked about this last week, Mark. Blake tries his ass off every game, but he's just breaking. Yeah. He's bro- he's a broken version of himself, man. He's, he doesn't have it anymore, dude. It's, it's nothing against the guy. Seven surgeries later, you just don't have it. Players literally go to Detroit now just to wash away their careers, and it's sad. I mean, it it dates back to the Iverson, just like we talked about, and now Derrick Rose did it. Blake Griffin. I mean, it's it's a wasteland at this point. Real quick, though, Mike, uh, Jeremy Grant makes yeah. me think of this. I always ask my friends from home this question because when you're watching shitty basketball for a while, like our Sam Hinkie Sixers, give me one player that from those Sam Hinkie Sixers that the average NBA fan would not know that you just love for some reason. That I just love? I would probably say I, uh, I loved – uh, Lavoy Allen a lot. Okay. I was a big Lavoy. It's a good Allen answer. Guy. Temple product. Because yeah, he, yes. he's a hometown. Yo, he was, he was a hometown he was good guy. In 2K. He ended up replacing um, Jaleel Okafor, and we all knew how awful that guy <laughs> was. And it was just fun to see a guy like I think he had like a thir- he had a twenty twenty game one time. Believe it or not, I think so. And it was. And it's just funny to see like guys like that like pop off. Like I, the easy answer is Tony Roten because he Dude. averaged like twenty something points a game, the- and he was actually and like that's what reminds me of with just Jeremy Grant like like inflated numbers was like the Tony Roten years. Dude, but th- that's the answer my friends always give me. Mine is I don't know if you remember him, but KJ McDaniel's that. Oh, dude, I know, I know. Oh my he god, dunk. he, he had dunk. bounce. I used to yeah. love watching him play. Anyways, Nick, it's just funny because no one else knows who the fuck these people are. Exactly. (laughs) No, let me let me tell you though. Me and Nick, (laughs) if you go, if you guys, the listeners out there, go back a couple episodes, like probably like a like a month or a month and a half ago, we broke down the Sixers and that processing. And let me tell you, the Sixers, those Sixers teams surprisingly had a lot of good players waiting in the wings. It just didn't work out. Wood, they had Jeremy Grant on those teams. There's a lot of them. A lot of guys. I mean, you just never know. These guys take time to develop, you know? Oh, shout out to Coach. Let me tell you, and speaking of players that, like, we're getting shout outs to that, like, missed out on the playoffs. Shout out to Christian Wood in the year he was having. Shame that he hurt his ankle like that a couple weeks ago, and he's been, like, kind of shelved since. But uh, shout out to him in the hell of a year he's having. And it's a shame he's not going to win that most improved player because. Of the injury, he still might. He's coming he's back. Still he might. still might. I, I think that he's probably first up on that. You know, if it's not going to be, uh, if it's not going to, who is the fucking one I just said? Who, Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet. If it's not going to be him, then it'll definitely be Christian Wood. I think he's still probably number one. So we got a whole second half of the season coming up. You know, Dude, if, not if, even forty percent of the games have been played yet. So we got a long time to go, and he's he's got more time with this All Star fucking weekend coming up that he's going to be able to to uh to rest and and get that ankle better yeah just so, think just hopefully. think though of the numbers that van vliet's gonna put up if they move lowry he is actually gonna be out of his mind they're just he'll start chucking and they'll fall out of the race man all week I mean, long, long too we've been I, talking about this shit since the beginning of the season like lowry it's time it's time for him to leave like he's gone literally he, his he's worn out his welcome on the raptors no offense to him but i was bringing that up like three weeks ago it's like he no, is no longer needed on that team his replacement is there and, you know, let's see what happens. Yeah. Mike Conley, he's my number eight point guard on the Jazz. Right now he's averaging 16.4 points, five and a half assists. He's shooting 41% from the three-point line. 
uh, a steal and a half a game. Very, very loud. Uh, sorry, very Conley esque numbers this year. Not better, not worse. Usually, I mean, his three point shots are a little bit better. He's shooting a little bit more. He is on the best team in the league, bar none, by a, by like a lot actually. The, the Jazz are playing out of this world, and so that was his case really because he hasn't really done anything percentage wise, stats wise to really boost his resume. But he is the point guard on the best team in the league. So I think that that's what really got him those looks. We've seen it a lot that the best team in the league gets three guys into the all-star all-star game. So that's kind of what we probably assumed was going to happen here. It didn't happen. Um, are you guys surprised? No, I mean, yeah, me neither. you make the argument that it, exactly that. They're so far and away the best team in the NBA. And I'd, li- I'd like to look at the history of teams that have had a record like this going into the all-star break. To see, like, honestly, two All-Stars is kind of a low number. Typically, if you got a record like that, like those Pistons we were talking about, you might get three to four guys. But that's just the, well, the, other, the, the other type example, of ball they play. Uh, right, and the other example that I was talking about there was the Atlanta Hawks in 2015. Because mm-hmm. uh, that was their 60-win season with Bud. And they had, uh, what was it, Millsap, Horford, Jeff Teague and Kyle Korver came in as a replacement later on. So, like, they had four in the All-Star game. And it was very similar to this because without really having a specific, like, star star, I know Mitchell is really kind of ascending to that name brand right now. And Gobert is, but he is on a defensive scale, which is usually a little bit different in terms of the way that we view it. So, like, without that star, you would think at least one more guy would be all-star caliber to an extent where it's like okay this guy should be on the team Uh, it didn't happen uh Conley's numbers really aren't there nobody else's numbers are really there to really warrant more votes for the all-star bid so uh Conley no next up Eastern Conference Gordon Hayward Charlotte Hornets having Mm. a career year he was averaging 21.9 which is actually the same amount that he was averaging the one year that he actually made the all-star game back in Utah. He's also averaging five and a half boards, um, 3.7 assists, shooting 42% from three on all of a sudden, like one of the most fun teams to watch in the Charlotte Hornets, mainly because of LaMelo, but also Gordon's got a lot to do with that too, as well as Miles Bridges. There's a lot of, there's a lot of big names or guys who are showing out in that team right now. Got to give it up to Malik Monk as well. Who's putting on a much more efficient showing this year as usual or than usual. And uh, but Gordon's kind of their he's kind of their big name, and so him not making the All Star game really, in my opinion, has a lot to do with who he would have to have replaced. I don't think there was really a, a, a fit for him on that team. Um, do you guys have any? Do you see anybody on that Eastern Conference side in terms of the reserves where Gordon Hayward could have fit in there? No, I don't. I don't uh, think. No, I don't, I don't think there's a case there. The Hornets are, are playing good basketball, but. It just he doesn't stick out enough. He doesn't do enough all around to warrant one of those spots. I don't think there's just way too many snubs that are more deserving than him. Like we're gonna get into. Um, he is having a great year though, and it's damn. It's exactly what I predicted with them is that they would somewhat exceed expectations, float around a seven or an eight seed just because of the veteran presence that they added him. And no one is talking about what scary terry is doing right now on that team if you watched him the other night i think he hit six it was like six or seven threes and 
three in the last minute of the game, including a buzzer beater. That guy is exactly the presence they needed alongside Melo. I'm so excited about the future of that team. I just hope they bring back some of these veterans and continue to add to it. Can I make a comparison for you? Just yeah. banking off that Terry name. He's Jason Terry. It's the same guy. It's fair. They play like the same way. It's fair. He's not all star caliber. No, no. He's, just, he's too. He's too one dimensional. I mean, it's fine to have a guy like that. You can start a guy like that. You can have a guy like that on a winning team. A championship. But if you have team. a guy like that, yeah, I mean, you could. He, Jason Terry wasn't. I mean, he was a focal point on that Mavs team for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you have a guy like uh, Terry Rozier, you, you know, you. He's at a point right now also where they're, they're, you can get more out of him, and I think that they should start to try to have him become more of a facilitator. He's not bad at it, but he plays very, very high-paced, and it, it seems like that's exactly what they want to do in Charlotte, so I think that he's perfect for that system. And it's uh, I, I also love their announcers. Their announcers sound like they're just like smoking meth in the back all the time. They're so fucking crazy, man. It's, it's <laughs> like who, who – oh, you never want an announcer who's just like – Yo, it's like you never want to announce her. It's like that's a slam dunk by Julius Randle. Like, like Walt Frazier. I feel like they're propping him up in a chair in order for him to do the announcements. Cause like he doesn't. He's just like chilling. He's like, yeah, man, Julius Randle, man. Like he's just he's really balling out this year. I remember a guy like him that reminded me of him. You know, way back when. And a uh, Willis Reed. And it's like, dude, you're fucking. No, 90. I feel. I I feel. Go that, home. Yeah. It's over for you. Like, at least we got Breen with the bangs and shit, but it's just like, as a Knicks fan, I want a guy like whoever the fuck's doing this, the Hornet shit. I want a guy who's screaming and, like, it looks like he's about to break a camera just, like, with his fucking voice. It's amped. Yeah, dude, he's off the charts. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, like, that's the best thing about them. I think that's why people keep watching it is, like, this guy is just going batshit every time they do something. And it's like they do a lot of stuff. So, Gordon Hayward, what do you think about Gordon? you think he, there was a place for him on this team? Mike, I no, I just think the East like, this year was extremely competitive. I think there's a lot more guys that had a claim to be made, and we'll get to in a minute. But I just think like it's just another one like tip the cap of to Gordon Hayward, who's having an incredible season. But overall, I just think talk about guys that are one dimensional. Like all these other guys on our list are damn near averaging a double double, like, or damn near like putting up like for example like something like in the high twenty points per game with like like seven plus rebounds or seven plus assists to go along with on great numbers shooting. And Gordon Hayward really doesn't offer that to the table. He's just a scorer who can get you some assists, who can get you some rebounds. But overall, I just think he's a great fit to help this team develop. I think he's a guy there that can help these younger guys like get it together and everything of that nature. And it's a good relationship. He's yes, they did overpay for him, but overall it's a great relationship because he's getting at his last con. He's getting one of his last big contracts. He's helping this Hornets team get better as these younger guys are starting to get more reps and they're, it's working for them. They're playing some good basketball and it's good to see the Charlotte Hornets be interesting. Yeah. Uh, he, he, I mean, he plays defense sometimes, you know, he's just, he's like an old school Butler guy. Yeah, he's just like that's why it was so surprising when he got good in Utah. I think Utah was the perfect market for him because, like, look at him. You know, like he's exactly what they want there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. he's exactly what they're looking for in Utah. Um, But like now, it's he's just he. You know, he scraps. It's just he's kind of uh, he's a little bit too small for a four, a little bit. 
uh, too slow for a three in today's NBA. So that's where his issues start. And he can't really play two. So number six here, Bam Adebayo, Miami Heat. This actually this is where we're getting to the like the guys who actually have a case to be in the game. So. Bam play even though the Heat have been kind of fucked with COVID stuff and the uh, they've been fucked with COVID, they've been fucked with injuries. Um, Bam has been relatively healthy this whole time. He's averaged let's see, nineteen and a half points per game, nine and a half boards, five and a half assists. He's shooting fifty seven percent from the field goal, and that is about average from the free, from field goal. But the difference is that he's now shooting a lot of mid rangers. So, like, there's the big difference there. So, he's upping his game from last year, and he was the catalyst for a Heat team that was sucking a lot in the beginning. Like, they really weren't very good. And he was the only guy on a shining point until the guys came back. Now they're back, and they're winning a lot of games. I think they're at six straight now. So, they're winning a whole lot of games, and he is the backbone of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think that there is somebody on the Eastern Conference side that he could have taken the position from. Maybe two. What do you guys think about that, dude? He's got a case for he's got sure. A, he's got he's got a serious case. He's got he's got a serious case over um, Nicole Vucevic, in my opinion. Yeah, that's who I was saying. Well, okay, I, I think we're gonna get into this in a second, like with who could have been taken out, because I want to have a discussion here. Because I'm not I'm not saying they shouldn't be on the team, but it is really interesting to look at. What's going on with the Celtics right now and how disappointing they are, but yet they have two all-stars and they have two all-stars that you really can't make a case for them to not be on the team. Like their numbers are that good, Tatum and Brown, but they're also arguably the most underachieving team in basketball with two all-stars. How do we feel about that? They don't have a big man. Yes. It's just, you, you said I just it think yourself. It's a, they don't have a big I man. just think it's a, pro, it's a product of their team. Mm-hmm. Like... I just think at that point, with the numbers they're putting up, it's like they're undeniable. They are they undeniably deserve a spot. Yeah, because I agree. Everyone, everyone knows in the sense, like maybe not right now, they're not looking great. But everyone knows eventually they'll get their shit together at least at some point, and they'll be back in the playoffs. I mean, right now they're the ten seed, which is like really nuts to think about. But I like I see the Bulls and Hornets like eventually like a little pattering off, and potentially the Knicks too. And the Celtics will hey, jump all three yo, of them. Yo, yo. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is our fucking what? year, Mike. Oh, my God. Get out. <laughs> this get is our fuck fucking out. year. What? Alfred Listen. Payton? Alfred Payton's going to lead you to promise. Oh, you're talking about Payton. I'm talking about Big J Daddy Randall. All right. Okay? Well, hey, he deserves an all-star nod. I he'll, will say he'll, that. He'll fuck you up in a street, in a in like an alleyway, man. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. will any other fucking NBA player, That's a good point. Maybe our, not that, our, Maybe uh, not that Composo guy on the Nuggets, though. He's pretty small. No, dude, he can pass the ball though. Yeah, he's Holy good. Isn't he? Isn't he fun to watch? Yeah, he, he's, he's he's coming dude, out of nowhere. He's like he's like the midget version of Manu Ginobili. His numbers won't ever show it either, because he yeah, just, like, I mean he's just he doesn't get the minutes for it. Like he he doesn't. But uh, he's uh shit, man. They found another one. They keep fucking. He's Argen, him. He's he's Argentine J Will. Yeah, they keep fucking finding him. Like I don't know where they. <laughs> he gets, dude's like five so, ten. Doesn't really look doesn't stand out but shoots like crazy shoots really well gets the ball to anywhere on the court and dribbles like a fucking phenom like what the fuck is this we got another one now you know 
No, I know. I mean, speaking of guys on the Nuggets, I think like I, I, I don't know. I think I could drop Nicole Jokic like a sack of potatoes personally because <laughs> I, I, I just think I can't outlast the guy. Well, you could I just hit him I, and run away. If I just and if I just if I just dipped his like punches for like five minutes, he's gonna run out of fucking breath and I can just like yeah, he won't him. be able to he won't be able to keep doing it. No, he's, so I don't like, think he's ever thrown a punch before. No, exactly. I can never. <laughs> if I saw Nikola Jokic fight someone, I would actually pass out from laughing because I just couldn't imagine him getting like mad. He's like one of those like he's like one of those animals that like you can never like get mad at. Like I can never get mad at Nikola. Were you guys were you guys old enough to ever have like the pouch milk in elementary yeah. school? Yeah, the carton. Yeah, the pouch milk. Yeah, not the carton. Like they put them in straight up pouches. I don't know yes. if I had that. I had that. Just imagine like a pouch full of chalk and milk, Mark. That's Jokic. Because that's what it that's that's what his chest looks like. It's not not an intimidating force <laughs> until he dropped forty on you. Uh, no, but assists. uh, back to but I think Bam had a case over a Vucevic. I think the Vucevic pick is just I just think I just don't like it on so many levels. I just don't like it either because he's having a solid year. But I think there's players with more talent than him. And also, I think there's players that deserve it more because your teams are doing slightly better. I mean, the Magic are a couple games out of out of the um, playoff picture right now. Not a and couple. they look like they can Not get pretty. Not a couple. They're a lot. They no, they're, they're only two games out, though. Oh, it's the fucking East, man. I can't. I can never. I can never make takes on the East. No. I can <laughs> no. never make a take wait. on the East, bro. No. Well, God no. damn it. Look at, wait, let me just read you these playoff things right now. And you're going to be shot. So the four seed is the Pacers right now, yeah, I knew 15 that. and 15. The Raptors are 16 and 17 at the five spot. The Bulls are 15 and 16 at the six spot. The Hornets are 15 and 16 at the seven spot. And the Heat are 15 and 17 at the eight seed. The Knicks and Celtics are both 15 and 17 at nine and 10. The Hawks are 14 and 18. The Magic are 13 and 19. The Wizards are 11 and nine, 11 and 18. And the Cavs are 12 and 21, followed by the Pistons at nine and 23. Look how abysmal the East. The East is. They so always suck like this. This isn't new. Always. I know, but like, remember, but in it our used to be at least the top six would be over five hundred, though. We no, we thought in the preseason show that the East was going to be pretty good this year, like collectively. Remember, yeah, but we. I mean, personally, I say that to myself every year, but it's just like that, you know, just like that. Uh, that team that you want to do well, and you think you think that they are like this is their year and all this stuff. It's like being a Falcons fan. Every year I go into it. Oh man, this is it. We got such a stacked team. Look at this. Oh my God, Matt Ryan to Julio is gonna be great. And they go fucking, you know, six and ten again. Oh, you know, yeah, I had my hope, yeah. and then it gets shattered. Anybody who's a fan of an Eastern Conference team, you know, you know the feeling very well. Uh, as a Knicks fan, I fucking love this because not only can my team make the playoffs, we can lose like three games and get the top pick. <laughs> Like it's just like there's there's no there's no there's it's a win win here. It's it's insane. It's yeah. really insane. It's crazy. You know, it's always it's always been a shit show, man. It's always such a top heavy league, you know. So anyway, so yeah, Bam Bam has a good has a good case to take over for Vooch. I agree with that. Next up, here's one that you guys actually might think has a spot has a place. De'Aaron Fox, hmm. Sacramento. He's I don't. 20, 22 and a half and seven okay. assists. Okay. He's shooting about 43% from the field. I, I might I might be wrong about that. 
The only thing about him is that his free throw percentage is down from usual and is usually pretty bad. So he's shooting about 68% from the free throw line. Jesus. Um, which is, I mean, it's it's bad, but it's like, is that really the thing that's get, we're going to you know say that is the reason why he didn't make the team? Um, is there a place for De'Aaron Fox on this team in, ahead of anybody that's there? I I don't think so. I'll go for I I personally don't think so because I think like the only one you could maybe make a case against is Chris Paul, but I think Chris Paul's team has just done a lot better than Sacramento, and Chris Paul has put up a lot better numbers than in the in the last thirty days. It has put up some seriously great numbers, and I just think that overall, what Chris Paul has brought to the Suns, how he's elevated that team into a legitimate contender in the Western Conference, a top four seed. I just think that goes without saying to what De'Aaron Fox can do for Sacramento team that's a below average team and that overall has really just – he's just putting up numbers. He's just putting up empty numbers for a team that's going to suck. Yeah. And I, I – I, can't put that over anyone else in the all-star that's an all-star right now honest mark let me ask let me ask you a question uh have you ever been to sacramento no i have not i just i remembered actually while we were talking that i've been to sacramento Uh, i i I forgot because it was just so boring there's nothing there like what's the point of that city it's the capital of california did you know that was the capital yes i did the most removable city in the entire state they're like you know what we got to do we got to slap a Capitol building in here. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to say about the Kings? Yeah, so you got to look at the other the other snub there. And, like, I don't even know if we, t- we touched on him a little, but I don't know if his name's come up in the list yet. But, like, to me, there's no case for him over a DeMar DeRozan as a replacement. DeRozan's numbers are – he's averaging, like, two less points, but he's on a team that's exceeding expectations, leading that team. He's great defensively. He's got the rebounds. Uh, got he's like two assists below De'Aaron Fox. I would definitely take Demar Derozan and the numbers he's putting up over Fox. But that's that's the thing. It's just it's not a flashy pick. Who are you going to pick to watch on a night in night out basis and to watch in an All Star game? De'Aaron Fox ten out of ten times over Derozan. But in terms of the statistical base you're looking at for their all-star games i have to i have to pick DeRozan over him in that case and that's not even a guy who made the all-star team exactly saying that he's i'm saying he he would be ahead of on the list for me in terms of snubs personally success of the team if the votes if the votes took place like three weeks sooner i think De'Aaron probably would have made the team because the kings were on this like tear Mm mm-hmm for about a month i think they won like six six five or six straight and looked like they were getting it all together and then they went back to their normal ways you know no it's just uh it's a it's an organization in flux there's not a really a lot going on there well that's it's not a it's not a great city like there's no reason for a team to be there period i don't know why that hasn't been recognized yet if they moved i just realized this also if they literally moved that team somewhere else Everyone who is a Kings fan could just go and be a Warriors fan. The fucking Warriors are like an hour away. Yeah, <laughs> like they're not mo- they're not losing a whole lot if they lose the Kings. You know, I always figured they would be in Vegas by now, but maybe they'll be the next. Uh, maybe they'll be the next. The next Sonics. Cross yeah. our fingers. No, you 
you bring up to like really what this all comes down to is timing. And we talked about Vucevic. This is his second all-star appearance. So it's not even a situation where it's like, all right, he's been a great player in the NBA for the last five seasons. He needs an all-star. He was an all-star two years ago. But the thing is, I think literally two days leading up to the voting, he put up like 36 and 30 in back-to-back games leading up to the coach's decisions. So, like, people are looking at it. They're like, all right, we got to give this guy the big man spot over Bam. And boom, there you go. That's how you end up with the timing. The Celtics are have hit this skid now right after the voting. I just – I it's it's all about timing when it comes to these guys. I, I get behind that. I can't tell if I'm balding or if my forehead's just big. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> No, I get it. I I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, I'll I'll be serious for a second. De'Aaron, De'Aaron was the timing was off. Vooch got in because the timing was on. Mike, you were gonna say something? No, I was just saying I I wholeheartedly agree with Mark's point in terms that I think that there's a lot more snubs on the Western side of the list or just in general that deserved an All Star nod even before De'Aaron. And I don't think De'Aaron has a case over anyone that's. Alyssa is a person that's a reserve or starter right now. So I think I, we I actually die. disagree. I think there's actually more snubs on the Eastern side. Oh, no, I agree with that too. I think so too. I'm not saying there's more snubs on the Western. I'm just saying like, there's more deserving. People, I get it. The people that were snubbed in the West are ahead of De'Aaron Fox and oh, on, oh, top oh. Of the, on top of the people that are already in the game, basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. English isn't my first language. <laughs> It seems like it's sometimes. That's why you like your Spanish music. Number five, DeMontis Sabonis, power forward, Indiana Pacers, averaging 21.5 points, 11.6 rebounds, 5.7 assists. Also damn near 50, 50, 40, 90 if it wasn't for his abysmal free throw percentage. I think he's in the 70s. But he's shooting three well. He's uh, shooting from the field well. I'll be honest, this one, uh, this he should be in the game. I, I would say that flat out. And uh, as a Knicks fan, I will not say who I think he should replace. Yeah. But I think he should be there. Damn right. You know, I think that there is there is only a few locks in this in this uh, in this all star game. I think the locks were like Kyrie, uh, KD, you know, um, Giannis, Julius Randle. And besides that, I think anybody else is kind of free game. And I think DeMontis could have taken one of those spots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's an that's an interesting take right there. But well, you don't think KD uh, was I a think, lock? You don't think KD was a lock? What do you mean? I think KD was a lock. I mean, I'm just saying. You said you said Julius Randle was a lock. That's that's very interesting. That was but clear. clear. Should have made it. I but I no. I think Julius Randle actually should have made it as well. <laughs> but I but I think Sabonis should have made it again. Over. I think Vucevic is just an imposter. Like we're playing Among Us, and Vucevic is the fucking imposter here because <laughs> because it's just the fact. Again, this team has much more success than the Magic do, and unless I can't read numbers right, Sabonis is putting up more well-rounded numbers than Vucevic is. So. I don't. I, it's just so frustrating to see. I don't know why they love the Magic or like they have to have an All Star, but it's just like it just pisses me off because I don't think that I think Sabonis again got snubbed. I think he should have been in this All Star game. I said that in the prediction prediction pod a couple weeks ago, and I still stand by it to this day. Dude, we had him as a lock 
He's the first player in NBA history to average 20, 10, and 5 and not make an all-star team. That's yeah. that's mind-boggling. Like We had him as a lock. We weren't even discussing whether or not he should make it. We were discussing the, I forget, it was like three other spots. So I, I that one absolutely shocked me. And the fact that Indiana didn't even get a single all-star, I mean, you brought up Brogdon as well. Like I, I, I'm shocked that he did not get in. I'm hoping, I think, like he's got to get in over Trey Young if there's a replacement, right? Unless they go yeah. with like the whole backcourt thing. I actually See, disagree that put, I don't think. No, I, I disagree I think, too because if no, no, no. But I sorry. don't think I mean, you're just saying that because you don't want to shave your fucking head. Man, okay? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying no, it because no, I think that no. there's somebody else that I think should be in front of Demontis and Trey Young in order to be as the next up, and I think he probably is on a lot of people's lists. That's uh, but he comes up in a couple picks. But so you say what you were gonna say, Mike? No, because if you look at everyone on, if you look at all the reserves in general, they don't need another big man as a reserve as a person to fill in. They need a point guard, in my in my opinion, because with the reserves they have on there, everyone. I mean, Jalen Brown's like six 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 seven. Jason Tatum's six eight six nine. Ben Simmons is six eleven. Uh, what's it called? Zach Levine's like is not the tallest guy in the world, but he's like a shooting guard, small four. Joyce Randall is a sh- like a, is a is like a fo- is a point forward at like six nine, six eight, and J- James Harden six five. So I mean, they need a more of a point guard, in my opinion, to be to man that reserve role. If there's going to be a guy that's going to replace one of those guys, that if one of them fall out or one of them just opt out of the All Star game. Yeah, uh, that's. I mean, that's the next probably the next up if they if they need a replacement. But you could also see people probably trying to replace it with the same position. So who knows? I mean, the, you see the precedent set with Booker being replaced, being AD's replacement. So I guess it's probably not the case. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Next up, Shea Gilgis Alexander, hmm. point guard from Oklahoma City. How old? Averaging twenty two point eight, six and a half assists. 5.2 boards, 40% from the from three, 50% from the field goal line. I think he's shooting like 78% or maybe like 82% from the free throw line. Like he's 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 very efficient this year. My big thing is his numbers line up relatively similar to De'Aaron Fox minus the significantly more efficient. Actually, they're they're like shooting field goal numbers are actually kind of similar, just the free throws a lot different. The difference is that the win shares per 48 is 0.163 for Shea. And if you know that there's not a whole lot of wins to be shared for the Thunder, they're no good, but they're significantly better than they should be. And it has everything to do with him and Lou Dort. So I think SGA has a very strong case to be on that team. I, I don't know if you guys agree or be not. On the team. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> No, I think he has a strong case, but I just think it's one of those things in the West where it's a shame that there's so many like very good players in the West. I don't think that he should be on there because I think that the success that the other players have brought to their respective teams outweigh what he's doing by elevating a very poor team into a, an average team. So I think that the other guys in the West, it's just a crime of the West again. I think that's just the problem with the West is that they have so many solid players that stack up that it's tough for him to really get himself a role in such a small small market as well. I will say of the names we've brought up, like I I think 
I would my power rankings for All Star candidate out of the snubs would I think I would put him ahead of DeRozan and drop um oh my god who was the last name that I I put below DeRozan I I'm blanking on who I said I would definitely have him up there though his his numbers are really impressive yes I I would put SGA ahead of both of them in terms of my candidacy that's how good his numbers look to me um I might put Lou Dort ahead of him just because Lou Dort is the goat we all know that. You see what he did last night? Yes, yes, right. I did. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, that it shit was nothing compared to that that defense on Bron. Dude, that was goat shit. That he, was goat shit. He's a what? Do we think he's making a all defensive team this year? Yeah, he'll be a second team. team. Yeah, he should be. He should be. It's he impressive. Be. It's impressive. The team. It's just his team. The the roster is a dog shit. Dog shit. Yeah. It's just like the scraps. I think Sam Pressy is is pressing all of the the panic buttons right now because this team is supposed to be a tank mode team and they they keep winning games. <laughs> He's like, stop it fucking makes, winning. I want Kate Cunningham. No, stop fucking winning. No, it actually makes zero sense how they keep winning all these games. That's what I'm saying, and it has everything to do with SGA and, and Dort. So it will. We're gonna just we'll see it as it goes forward, but. They're gonna fall off. I don't think they have the lasting power. But you get another piece on that team with those with those guys. You have a genuine. You, you you're gonna have a genuine competitor in the Western Conference. You know. So number three, well, I guess two in this case because number one's already on the team. Chris Middleton is somebody who we all kind of skimmed over in our prediction episode. And he is the one who, when I looked over the numbers and what he was doing and what team he was doing it on, I thought that he was going to be considered a genuine lock for the All-Star game. And I know it sounds insane, but I don't give a fuck what you think about me. Because listen to this. 20 points per game, 6 rebounds per game, 5.5 assists per game, 49% from the field, 43% from 3, 89% from the free throw line. He's averaging 20 six and five like 20.6 and five and he's like two or three good games away from doing that while going 50 40 90 and he's on the the third best team in the east with Giannis Antetokounmpo and in some games uh more games than it should be but some games he is by a wide margin more of a threat for your team than Giannis is I think Chris Middleton deserved it. I think that he should have been on that team. I think there's a few guys that he could have taken over. If we're if we're not just looking at at points per game, then there's a there's definitely more guys that he could have taken it for. What do you guys think? It this is tough. See, this is really tough. I personally don't think that I think there's a couple guys that should have had a, a maybe a better chance, but I mean, I think you can make the case for him over any the, both the wild cards, both over Vucevic or over Levine, in my opinion, because he's having a heck of a season, like statistics wise. He's a guy that's on the third seat of the East. That's nineteen thirteen. I mean, he's putting up the damn near fifty forty ninety numbers. I mean, that warrants all that warrants an all star, you know, bid. And it's tough to say whether or not. 
he deserves it over Levine and Vucevic. He deserves it over Vooch, in my opinion, but I think we four guys do. But I think that it depends what you want to kind of measure if you're you're stacking him up against Levine. But I think there's a case to be made he deserves it over both those guys. Yeah, no, this all comes – I th- I totally get where you're coming from, and it's Nick. It's a great point that you say you you thought he was virtually a lock what a week ago, and it goes back to my point about timing because we're forgetting the fact that literally just a week ago, Milwaukee went on a one in five stretch where Middleton was god awful. He was getting double teamed every single game. They lost two games to the Raptors. Um, he was shooting at like forty two percent from the field and thirty two from deep during that stretch and they were one and one and five and drew holiday looked more important than him for that. To that, that week. point, he looked like point, the third option to that point. Shouldn't the guy getting double teamed on the third team, best team in the East be an all-star. That's fair. It's a fair point. Shouldn't that guy, shouldn't that guy get more looks for an all-star? Cause it's like, he's the one that is clearly the most, the biggest threat for every team. You would think the coaches who were double teaming him would vote for him to be an all-star. Mm-hmm. No, no it's, it's a good point. He's the so. X factor for that Bucks team. Where I think it's he's like more people, than the X factor. I think Drew's the X factor right now. I think he's just a genuine second best player. Well, no, I no, think, that but no. Let me let me finish. He's right. the X factor. <laughs> he's the X factor because they go wherever he goes. Like Giannis is going to get his regardless. Their teams are going to give are going to be like we're going to stick our best defender on him. He's going to get his 30 and like 10 or 28 and 10 and that's fine. But we're going to make it a mission to stop Chris Middleton from scoring a 25 plus. And he said he brings them to wherever you go. If you look back to their games in the playoffs over the last couple of years, when Milton scored above 20 points or more, like 23 points or more, the Bucks are basically unbeatable. But when he's been held to less than that, the Bucks have lost more games than they've won in all their postseason games. And you know whose numbers are nearly identical if you flip rebounds and assists as Chris Middleton, who was also left off the All-Star team and whose name has not been brought up tonight. Any guesses? Oh, for Peyton. Tobias Harris. <laughs> Tobias Harris's yeah, numbers are but... almost identical. It's tough to give, tough to give a team like that three, three, three bids like that. I think yeah. that I think the two are fine. Uh, you can make the case for Tobias over Simmons, but Simmons had that huge stretch the last couple weeks. So I think that I, I, it sucks that Toby's left off, but I can't understand it. No, they, I, they got it right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But yeah, there. But Middleton, I it's tough. It's tougher to understand because he deserves the second bid. But I guess they don't want a whole team comprised of the Nets, Sixers, and Bucks because <laughs> out of the twelve spots, I mean, what that would be seven of the twelve. I mean, they don't want that. Yeah. I mean, they already have half the lineup from those three teams in general. They also have to. They have to get the the te- the players on shitty teams in there too, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but their teams suck, but it's fine because they're clearly, uh, uh, you know, all stars for their shit teams. <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't like that before. There was, back in like the 2000 range, you'd have maybe one or two guys from teams that sucked. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else was from the, the better teams, but also there was more good teams <laughs> compared to this year, at least. Yeah. So let's talk about our top guy then, Mike. Uh, <laughs> He's got. Uh, it's, it's ironic because he he also has like shitty hair. 
I don't know. Is he balding? Yes. I, I know I've brought up balding twice already this, this episode, but, like, what's going on? Maybe it's just, like, he has thin hair in general. Maybe it's, like, yeah. a condition. Because he's always looked like that. I, I, you'd, but you would think if you had hair, like, that shitty, you would just, like, keep it short, right? Yeah. Maybe uh, it looks worse short. It might look worse short. Who yeah. Who Maybe that's why he does but. that. But anyway, the, the guy's Trey Young, who's gonna make me lose my. It's nice Trey Young. Hair. Yeah, and he's averaging twenty-seven and nine and a half assists. It's ridiculous. <laughs> How is this guy not in the All Star game, <laughs> dude? Look, like this is blasphemous. That's so how funny you... how you how you said that. I said in my in my article first sentence. Okay, this one's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like... fucking insane. Like, look at dude. All right. I'm just going to, like, Nikola Vucevic, wait, is averaging this year, he is averaging, let me effort this. 23. It's like 23. 24, 24, 11, and 4. And Trey Young's averaging 28, basically 10 assists and 4 rebounds. And and Trey Young seems better. Like I don't understand what the fuck they were looking for. And it's not, and everyone's like, well, you need a center in the All Star game. You got they, like Ben Simmons is practically a center in a in a point guard's body. Oof. That's not a that's that's a that's a that's a tough sell. That's a tough sell. He's six eleven, man. That's I mean, a tough sell though. For I know it's a tough but, sell to say it. You can't. You I, know I, they need two centers. You're right. But you could have said like maybe Randall. Yeah, no, that was my that was my Randall. next that was my next no, that's my next guy. Like Randall was Randall's a damn near center. You can't even say Simmons is I mean, granted, if Simmons played in a different era, he'd be a fucking center. So that's why they just needed just, one more. They needed another big guy. That's yeah. that's the issue with this too though, because if if you know whoever But their whole um, lineup's big though. That's that's what Yeah, but but, but big is different. They're still looking at the same kind of uh the same kind of positional structure as we used to. It's not the same as it used to be anymore. You know, now you have your hybrid guards, your combo guards, you have your stretch bigs, like all that stuff, it changes. There's a lot more depth to it as there used to be, but the NBA still looks at their guard, guard, forward, forward, center. You know, so if no, guys listed as a forward and a guard, it doesn't matter how and big that's he is. What, that's what pisses me off because I really think that's the reason why he didn't make the All Star game is my, because of the position he plays. My, but in my in my opinion, though, there's not another point guard on that roster. You can say James Harden, and but that's really basically. It. I mean, Ben Simmons, I guess too. But I mean, like the, the, a traditional point guard. There's really none on that roster other than potentially James Harden. But him and Kyrie kind of just share assisting opportunities like one game Kyrie gets nine assists the next game James Harden gets eight to eight to ten assists so personally I think Trey Young should deserve to be on the team you can even make the case that he deserved it more than Levine because I mean they're like their teams are separated by a game from each other and Trey Young has put up like just better numbers in general he's averaging damn near the same points per game and he's one less rebound than Levine but he's averaging four five more assists so I don't I think, think he you. Deserved. I don't think you could say that. I think that's like a definitive. Yeah, that he is better than Levine. I don't know, yeah. dude. My, I think Trey Young should have made it as well. But and my take on this is going to be controversial because I, in my opinion, I think Levine was a lock over Trey Young. I saw it that way. I thought there was a chance Trey Young was going to get left at, off this list going back a couple weeks. Actually, his case kind of improved for me over the past week. But I, I knew the roster was going to come out like some sort of bullshit the way it did. My issue was it, with it goes back to what I said. 
earlier, which is right now where the Celtics stand. I don't think they should have two All-Stars. It's hard to argue against Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but when you look at the fact that it's an underachieving team, I think Trey Young on an underachieving team's numbers are a lot better than Jalen Brown's on an underachieving team. Yeah, and I'm not but, saying that neither Jaylen, they don't both Jaylen have and Jason. Those guys have nothing to do with the losing. Like they're doing everything they fucking can. They don't have a big man, and they have underperforming guards. Like it's that's that's why the Celtics are not playing as well as they could. Like it's not those two. Those yeah, but two then is it, is it Trey? Is it Trey Young's fault though that the Hawks are underachieving? Kind of. Trey Young. Trey Young's usage that. rate is off the charts. He's at, his usage rate right now is about thirty-two, which is about what you would expect for somebody who plays the kind of minutes that he does. Trey Young, and I've said this a few times, he is the kind of guy who, while I I hate to say that guys like the stack grab, but like he doesn't want to be part of a system in which he's not directly getting the assist if he's not scoring. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in the way that he plays. He's trying to make the pass to get to the basket, and that's not always there. And if he's if he makes that cut, that's not the shot. They miss the shot, and it's just like he, you know, he. That's where that's that's the problem that we run in that I run into him with that with him at least is that it's not fluid when he's on the court. He gets his numbers because he's on the court a lot, but he's it's not as fluid as it could be. And they don't play a fucking lick of defense, mm-hmm. and he is a part of that. He is the le- he is turning into the leader of that team. He's 21 years old, turning 22. He is the leader of that team, and the leadership of that team is telling the rest of that team, "We don't fucking play defense." I don't. I mean, it's. It, I don't hate it. He's he's got all star numbers, but it's like the, that's that's your argument against. There it is. You know, it's like you don't play defense. And you run the offense in a way that like ensures that you get your numbers, which is why your numbers look great. But the team doesn't win because of those two things. So, you know, he'll be the first up, depending. If if Vucher or Randall go down, it's gonna be Sabonis. Um, but if it's one of the guards, he'll probably be the first one up. Just got hope for some opt-outs to keep my fresh set of hair. That's all I got. I think there will be a couple. I think some guys won't go. Yeah, that's why when it, when he was like, when he was snubbed, it was like you still got a good chance. But dice, that's my those. So th- those are my number. Those are my guys. I don't. Do you guys think of anybody else that we haven't mentioned? No, uh, I, I personally don't. I want to bring up one name because just because I've seen people get so angry yeah. about him on Twitter, yeah. he's Joe Ingles. <laughs> we have we have not talked about him once. I'm shocked his name didn't even come up. Ingles, pe- I know. People are freaking out on Twitter. And we we talked about the guy two weeks ago about that Iguodala role, and that's Russell Westbrook. Because people are freaking out about oh uh, uh, like the the numbers, the me, four triple doubles in a row. I, I have seen his name come up as a snub quite often on Twitter. I don't think he should be there. Um, but I'll, I'll just throw the name out there. For it's the like sake a turtle. Does it? Do, do you guys ever look at Russell Westbrook and it looks like somebody scrunched his head from the top and the bottom too hard? Yeah, like dude, the guy, the guy doesn't deserve to sniff an All Star game. No, he's I agree. Literally, he's literally went to the Wizards and low key made them worse, and they made them so worse. much worse. He's he's like he's literally he's literally gotten Scott Brooks fired now twice. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just realized, yeah. yeah, he got him fucking fired twice. He got him fired in fucking Oklahoma City, and now he's going to get him fired in Washington. It's, you know, it's it's his fault. He's He is he is the epitome of what you don't want in a player. Yeah, guy, never, doesn't, he, guy doesn't he's, deserve to Because be he's, he's, he's too good not to build around, at least he was too good to not build around. And then it's like, but he's too shitty to ever win with. Mm-hmm. So he's the worst type of player to have. Same thing with Levine. He's Levine, this is what going to be what we're talking about with Zach Levine for the rest of his career. He's too good to not build around. He's not good enough to win with. It's going to be like that. He's not, you know, it's just, there's just not enough to him. He doesn't have enough. He's got to go to, what he's got to do is he's got to go to Kyrie Irving um, career arc. That's what he has to do. Yeah, just burn your he way out to, of cities. Make a lot of enemies. Not, not, do, not do that. Not do that. But like I'm, you know what I'm saying. Like he has to find an apex predator to play with. Like he has to find that guy. I don't know who that will be. Like, you know what? I mean, imagine him with Milwaukee and Giannis. I mean, how much of a good fit would that? Are you talking would about be? Zach or Russell? Zach Levine. I think he should go. I mean, if he was smart, he would try to get it, find a way to get to the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be a hell of a t- like. He has to play with one of those top ten players in the league to have a chance at winning something or, meaningful. Yeah, if they stay together, like put him in Houston, see what he does with John. Nah, that 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 one that wouldn't Why? be it. John Wall's that the best, team, one of the best facilitators in the league. That team wouldn't be good. You don't think it would be good? No, I because yeah, I mean, because there's not a lot John, that will make the Rockets good right now. John John Wall ain't. John Wall ain't the guy that he used to be. You know where he's he should good. go. What's up? You know where he should go? Where? The Knicks. Oh god. <laughs> I knew you were gonna York. say that. <laughs> like that I mean, if you wanna catch if you wanna catch a ride on the gravy train, shut get your ass up. in New York. Get You're like these Jets there. fans talking about Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson Listen, every other yeah, day. Sam oh. Darnold <laughs> is the future <laughs> of the NFL. Oh, such a waste like bro the fuck come on man it's fine he only got mono once um i'm trying to think like what if he end up in utah who zach yeah they don't need him they got jordan clarkson he does the same shit yeah that's that's the thing like zach just scores bro like he doesn't he doesn't care about anything other than scoring he is carmelo anthony that that that's true like that's 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 true. And I, I love mean, Carmelo because he's a Syracuse guy and a Knicks guy, but he doesn't give a fuck about anything except scoring. No, never no and that's the point. Like he has to play with a guy like Giannis, a guy like eight, like a guy like one of those guys to win something. Dallas, because if yeah, like that would be that would be perfect. Dallas would be perfect. Yeah, to try to figure out that. I don't know how long his contract is, but they don't have pieces to trade for him. But uh, they got nothing. They got yeah, they had nothing. We Knicks got their Tim fucking Hard- pick. They, they got, got just they got, they got no they pieces. got Tim Hardaway. Ooh, his, <laughs> wait, the dad or the son? Dorian I might actually, I might actually want senior more than junior right now. <laughs> I know Timmy J is playing playing okay. I know he's not doing bad, but like you're literally just trading for a worse version of the same shit. Yeah, no, there's literally. no fucking point to it. You know, there's a lot of teams that could use him. There's a lot of teams that could use him. The issue is, how much has his ego inflated from those dunk contest years, when like all he was was a 12 point per game guy who fucking yammed it from the free throw line, as doing a 360. Does he think he's the man now because he's in a shitty team, averaging 28 a game? 
or does he recognize that he's just uh, he's just another high profile scorer? Who knows? Yeah. Fair so, point. We'll see what happens in the in the upcoming week. We'll see uh, the status of Mike's hair. <laughs> so yeah. what we're gonna do? We're gonna read off for everybody who entered the contest. Thank you guys so much. We're gonna read off those winners on a live stream. Um, this is probably going to come out Friday the 26th. I think today's the 25th, so tw- the 26th it'll come out. And uh, we'll probably read those off probably either Saturday or Sunday. So don't get your fucking panties in a knot, all right? I know none of you actually listen to this shit. You just wanted to know about the cards. <laughs> get over yourself. They're coming. And uh, we'll be back in a, in, a, in a week from now. Coming up on a year from the quarantine. Isn't that crazy? Fucking wild. Anniversary episode? Anniversary of the quarantine episode. What's changed? I don't know. I don't get late as much. <laughs> but that was that was probably coming anyway. Um Yeah, let's do it. Anyway, that being said, you guys got anything else? I'm I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I'm out I'm out of things to talk Whew. about as well. Thanks for being here, everyone. I can't believe you fucking lasted this long. That's what they tell me. Anyway. If you're not ugly, stay beautiful. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. 